This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome into episode 11 of Beyond Basic. I'm Kayla Anderson, joined by the one, the only, Gabriella Giovanni. And Ella, what a weekend for football. I think that was one of the most exciting Sundays I've probably witnessed in a while. If you're not a football fan after this Sunday, how can you not be? I agree. I mean, maybe I'm biased because I love football more than anything in the world. But two conference championships that went both into overtime, Mm -hmm. you know, the one and two seeds of both the NFC and the AFC playing each other. I would have loved to see Kansas City play the Rams in the Super Bowl. I'm bummed we won't be seeing Drew Brees play in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I want to see Andy Reid win a Super Bowl. A lot of emotions, but it was so good. That's that's why we love the game. That's why we watch it. And, you know, what I think that to take from that, one, and I hate to admit this, but Tom Brady is probably the greatest quarterback to play the game. I mean, that was uh, just you, absurd. Yeah, you can't, you can't argue with that. I'm not a huge Brady fan, but I'm not going to deny the fact that he's probably the best quarterback to play the game, um, at, at least now. But what is also encouraging, Ella, is the fact that, like, I think we have some, some something to look forward to in these younger quarterbacks. I mean... You've got Patrick Mahomes, who is just dynamite, and it's going to be exciting to see what he does in the future. And you have to credit the Mahomes-Reed relationship. I strongly believe in that head-coach-quarterback relationship, and that's what breeds success, because obviously what's Brady without Belichick and vice versa I think you're going to be saying the same thing about Reed and Mahomes for years to come. Yeah. You can even sit and wonder what's Nagy and Trubisky going to do in the future as well, Wentz and Peterson. You don't know, and I think that's what's so exciting about uh, the young talent. And these young offensive-minded coaches like Sean McVay that are finding their way in the NFL and finding success. McVay and Goff, well, there I you just go. They're say, headed they're, to the Super Bowl. Yeah, there you go. That's a pair that might have a, a long – a long future together. So an exciting Sunday. We look forward to the Super Bowl coming up here in just a couple of weeks. But something that has got into full uh, gear, maybe I shouldn't say full, but it's it's getting to that spot Heating now up. with Heating it up, is, with the West Coast <laughs> trip coming up here. We're talking about the PGA Tour. We're talking about golf. It's something that I have grown to love after covering it over the past several years. And we have a great guest. I'm so excited to kind of switch gears a little bit. I think a lot of our passions have come out in the past episodes in the podcast between hockey and football and things like that. So I am so excited to bring on a guest that's going to talk about golf and shed a light on a sport that we have not touched on yet. So Kayla, why don't you bring in our next guest?
Well, I am thrilled to introduce our next guest. She's a broadcaster for the PGA Tour, hosting daily and weekly shows. You can also catch her as a contributing reporter on the PGA Tour live broadcast, doing either in-studio or on-course player interviews. Please welcome in Taryn Gregson. How are you, girl? I am doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And I know that, um, I know I have at least, but have you been enjoying watching the beautiful scenery in the last couple of tournaments in Hawaii? Oh, it's been incredible. Uh, we uh, crowned our champion, Matt Kuchar, and he was doing his post-round interviews with Rainbow behind him. <laughs> How crazy is that? It couldn't get any better, right? I know. Well, you're from the Midwest. You graduated from Missouri, which has a great journalism program. Did you always see yourself in this business or was there a moment you realized sports is my passion? I'm going to go for this. No, I tell I tell people all the time. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I feel like a lot of a lot of, uh, you know, high school students get really caught up in trying to know or figure out what they're going to do with the rest of their lives. When I graduated high school, I had no idea. <laughs> I applied to the Mizzou Journalism School just because, you know, English and reading and writing was my strong suit in school. So that's why I applied there. And when I got in, um, I decided to go for it. And while I was there, I attended a few different um, speakers, some of them that were in sports broadcasting. That sort of inspired me to reach out to the local television news station, which also is a partner with the Missouri Journalism School. And so I said, hey, how do I get involved there? And they said, you know, the easiest way to get your feet what here at the local news station is to help us out with Friday night football mm -hmm. for high school sports. So that's what I did. And basically I came in through the sports department and I stayed there. So um, I just, I've always been an athlete my whole life and I just really enjoyed it. So I kind of lucked out with, that's how I got my first experience in media, which just so happened to be sports, but you know, things happen for a reason. And I fell in love with it, and I also, like I said, I went, I went to a um, to a talk there at Mizzou. Mike um, uh, Mike Anderson um, is a former sports is a sports broadcaster on um, ESPN, and he was just talking about why you know his job, and I thought to myself, why am I not uh, looking into this? Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't I ever think to myself? you know, I can be, I can make sports a job. So it was just kind of a light bulb went off for me there. I can make sports my career. And so it was just kind of a perfect storm of the two. And like I said, I never left the sports department after that. <laughs> I know. It's like once we get in, we're, we're not we're not going out. It's hard to go out. Um, You know, we all have different paths into the business after college. How did you get your foot in the door and what was the most challenging part of getting that first job? Because I think for a lot of people, that is the most challenging part sometimes. It is the most challenging part. I did not have a full-time job, land a full-time job out of school until about five years, mm -hmm. <laughs> for about five years. Mm -hmm. So I was a freelancer for the better part of my career, I entered the job market um, right after the bubble crash. Yeah, so they were get they were getting rid of a lot of those media positions, and sports were the first to go, right. especially in local news. So it was really difficult for me at the time. But what was key for me 
was not only staying patient, but the fact that I did get a lot of hands-on experience um, while I was in school. By the time I graduated, I was working almost full-time in the sports department there as a reporter, producer, and anchor. So getting that real-life experience before I even graduated came in, came in handy. It really did. And then I just put myself out there to anyone and everyone that I could, especially um, in the St. Louis market, because that's where I'm yeah. from. So I, mo- I had to move back home because I didn't have a job. And I just took anybody I could out to coffee, whoever would respond to my calls or emails, <laughs> and it would give me a few moments of their time. And I was offering up free labor, really, to everyone. So um, my first couple gigs I did for free. Um, and I, I've done a lot of work for free actually, just to get my foot in the door. And those, those, um, free gigs eventually did lead to, you know, uh, paid positions, freelancing, sideline reporting, that kind of stuff. So it did eventually pay off, but, um, you know, it was a, it was a weird journey there. And I eventually did build myself up as a reputable freelancer there in the St. Louis sports market. And I was enjoying being a freelancer until um, CBSSports.com came calling and offered me my first full-time position. I mean, it's pretty crazy to think about it like that. Right. um, That's what a lot of us have to do is just be a freelancer in order to get ourselves out there. And um, so from CBS Sports, that's how I started to report on golf and was loving it. And so then a position with the PGA Tour opened up and so about eight years later, out of out of college, here I am. That's that's awesome, and kind of led me to my next question: that everyone has their favorite sport, and and one maybe that they dream of covering. Was yours golf, or kind of maybe you alluded to you, you fell into it? Um, how has that journey t- to finding this passion within golf and the PGA Tour been for you? Yeah, it's um, been a long road to find this passion of mine, actually, because I grew up in a baseball town. St. Louis Cardinals are king where I'm from, Mm -hmm. and I loved it. I loved covering baseball. Um, You know, I covered all sports, too. I did a lot of college football, um, basketball, everything like that. Um, Basketball was always my first love as a sport growing up. Um, Baseball, probably a close second. So I thought that I was in, you know, the perfect position there, covering all the sports that I grew up around and loved, and then... Um, I did play golf in high school, and I've always played the game. It's uh, for those that are golfers, whether you're golfing once per year or once per week, we all know that it's just always there. It's always a part of you, uh, the game is. And so it always has been for me, even though I'm not even close to being a professional (laughs) at it. Um, So I... I've always had that great knowledge base just as a golfer myself, an amateur golfer myself. So when I started to cover it at CBSSports.com, I was kind of the go-to because really there were a handful of people that kind of played it as well on the side, but I've always followed it too as a fan. Um, I'm a Tiger baby as well. Uh, (laughs) I grew up and watching Tiger Woods. And so... um, that, you know, really channeled my passion for it. And then my husband, it, who I was dating at the time, you know, while I was at CBSSports.com, he's a professional golfer. So I'm surrounded by it 
on a daily basis anyway. And then um, when they sort of started throwing those assignment, those golf assignments on me, I just realized how much I loved it. And um, so then when the job with the PGA Tour opened up, I said, let's let's go all in. Let's do this for real. So now him and I are both fully immersed in the golf. <laughs> I love world. it. Yeah. And you can, you know, you can tell if you've ever seen Taryn's work, um, she really loves what she does and that definitely translates to the fans out there. So um, it's it's definitely something you don't have to, to try at. It's natural for you. Um, you know, golf is different from any other sport like you were kind of mentioning. And it's hard to explain if you haven't been to a tournament live. I remember I covered my first PGA event back in Tucson, Arizona. It was the Accenture match play at Dub Mountain when it used to be there. And it was just so different. Up close and personal, I was literally hooked from then on out. I mean, I had covered high school, but never PGA event. What makes this game and the athletes that play it so different and and so great in your mind? You capture that beautifully. <laughs> it is so different than any other sport. And for some people, I like to kind of equate it to hockey. Yes. Like a lot of people, if you tell them, if you ask them, have you been to a hockey game? You know, they just light up. They're like, yes, I love hockey and then someone that's never been to a game they're kind of like oh it's all right you know but when they go to that game they are hooked and although golf is very different than (laughs) hockey it's that same premise um and I think that you also put in the factor that so many people play the game themselves that just takes it to a totally different level um so it's just really neat to go out there and see a sporting event and the athletes up close and personal. You can reach out and uh, give them a high five. You can go right up to the edge of the ropes, to the edge of the green, and watch them play. That is unlike anything else. And you can really make the experience anything that you want. I tell people that all the time. That's why it's so cool. You tailor the experience to yourself. It's not like a game where you have your assigned seat, and you go sit down in that seat, and that's where you are for most of the game. Here, you can do that. You can go and you can um, park on a hole and just watch golfers come through that particular hole all day. You can walk around um, and hop around to, we have 18 different basketball courts or football fields is what <laughs> yeah. I like to, what I like Great to say. <laughs> um, there's 18 different courts. All the holes are different um, venues, really. And so you can walk around. You can follow a specific player from start to finish through their round. You can you can do whatever you want, and um, like I said, you can get up close and personal. You can watch them warm up, um, you know, on the range or on That's the putting my favorite. green. And then, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is a lot of fun, and um, the little kids too. I think it's a great experience for all of the youth out there. They, the players, love giving the kids autographs or, um, you know, throwing a golf ball or a glove their way. Um, kids that have just any ounce of interest in golf or some that maybe don't even they're like whatever I don't I don't care about golf the moment you bring them out there it could change their life so um, I just I love it because it is it's for all ages it's from uh, little kids all the way up to you know grandparents and there's a family atmosphere that you can divulge in and then a lot of tournaments have a party atmosphere too. If you want to go out and have a good time and a few drinks, you can do that too. It's it's a lot. Well, of Well, if fun. she didn't just sell you to go, I to... know, right? 
That was a very good, very good pitch with a lot of great points. That's so true. Well, you spoke a lot about the fan experience. I want to ask more from your perspective, dealing with the athletes. You know, personalities vary in every professional sport, whether it be NBA or MLB, NFL, etc. And then, and then there's golf. How would you describe covering these guys? How, how are they to work with? They're fantastic to work with. People's favorite question that I always get asked from fans all the time is, who, what golfer do you not like? Uh, who's the meanest out there on tour? I don't know why people like to ask me that question, but I never want have the a dirt. good answer for you because I know they do, but I've never had a bad experience. Um, I've never had an inappropriate experience. I've always been treated with the utmost uh, politeness and class from these guys. And honestly, it's much more than just that. Like it really, golf is really a family out there. Um, just like in most other sports, I I think that, you know, working in baseball before golf really gave me a good, um, good precursor into what a grind really is because, um, baseball, you play a lot of games and baseball, you play a lot of, you are on the road all the time for golf as well. Um, so these guys just, they're out there and they're, their own, it's their own little world, their own little family that they're traveling with each week and they welcome all of us reporters into that world because um, they know that we too are passionate about the game. We are all, you know, just the amateur golfer out there uh, just trying to hack it around at the end of the day. Those guys might be a lot better than us, but that's, you know, what we all um, strive for and that passion that we all have is just to get out there and play. So these guys are all great to talk to. They're all a lot of fun. Um, They're all very receptive to doing um, fun and different things too, which is what I love about about our golfers is that it's not all about you know the X's and O's and um, and golf itself, but they will totally let you in and um, will totally uh, expose their personality to you and the fans as well, which I think makes it a lot of fun for everyone. Well, for those people who don't follow golf as closely and they might not know all the different locations. I will say there are so many cool locations when it comes to tournaments and where they're placed. And Taryn, have you been to Jack's tournament in Columbus, the Memorial? Um, yes, I have. I, I covered that last year um, for virtual reality, actually. So, so we missed um, you by a year because we, oh my gosh. Ella and I, I've covered it for three years before I moved to Nashville. And Ella um, was my intern at the time. So she's been up there for several of those. And we just, we love it. I mean, it's the such best. a special oh place. Gosh. So I didn't know if you had been up there, but um, I, I was like, I, I'm sure that you enjoy your, your stay up there. Oh, yes, I did. Jack's place is, like you said, it's iconic. It's legendary. Um, Memorial is such an awesome tournament. And you're right. We go to a lot of cool places. We are in we are in fabulous destinations at the prime time. Yeah. You know, we're always playing when the weather is the best in that particular area. So this past two weeks, we've been in Hawaii. Um, we're now going to embark on what we call the West Coast Swing. So we're going to be in California for a few weeks and Phoenix for the Waste Management Phoenix Open, which has its own the reputation. Party hole. And, <laughs> yeah. So that's so I think that that tournament in particular is really cool, just kind of exposing fans to a different side of golf. Um, it you could go to that tournament and have a family experience, but it's definitely um, a party experience. But um, we have that on a smaller scale on at other tournaments as well. But if if you're a sports fan at all, 
doesn't matter how into golf you are, you have to put the Waste Management Phoenix Open on your bucket list. Oh, yeah. It is a must. Absolutely. That's, I mean. But a golf tournament in general, you have to. But that one is just so much different. And it's like, you know, people think of like the Masters and are like, okay, this is on my bucket list. And that's a whole different type of, of tournament. But like you were saying, the Waste Management Open, it's like. that I even feel like the golfers it's it's a time for them just it's different for them even and I think that every time at least that I see these guys play in that tournament it looks like they are they're having so much fun oh they are it is it's a nice break from the norm um for anyone who has the um has the impression that the old stigma of golf at being stuffy and what have you, they need to go to that tournament because they will change <laughs> yeah. their tune real fast. It is not your grandpa's game. Anymore. <laughs> it's a lot different. So, um, and it's a lot of fun. And I think the, the youth that we have on the tour right now, all of these 20 something year old guys yeah. that are doing really well. And also the fans are really connecting with them because they're fun personalities. They're people that are doing a great job of, you know, letting people in on their personal lives on social media, giving them a glimpse of, you know, what it's like to be a professional golfer now. And um, yeah, I think that the youth on the tour, the youth movement, as we like to call it, is just really doing great things for the sport. You talked a little bit about all the travel. Can you give our listeners just a little bit of an idea of what a week looks like for you when the season really starts to pick up and and things really get going? Sure, yeah. PGA Tour Live, which is our over-the-top streaming service that we offer our fans here at the PGA Tour. You can watch golf all day long, well before the telecast even comes on on Golf Channel or or CBS, what have you. Um, You can watch it at the beginning of the day all the way through the end. And so we're going to start our 12-hour broadcast days. And um, I... Don't necessarily come in right at the beginning of the day because I do some post-round coverage, but I will participate in, you know, the latter half of the PGA Tour live broadcast. I'll have my nightly recap shows for everyone. So that's what my days look like whenever I'm here in studio. They're long. They're um, they're late. They're on the weekends. Um, if you want to work in sports, you have to be willing to yep. do that. And then, um, and then from there on out, I start traveling. I go out to San Diego for the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines, and I'll be traveling um, a couple weeks after that as well. So I, it kind of averages out to about one or two tournaments a month. So there are times this whole fall I haven't traveled at all, but um, things will start to amp up here. So there are times where I'm on the road for um, a couple weeks at a time. And then there are times where I'm at home for a couple weeks at a time. So it's, I like the balance. I like, um, being in studio and out on the road rather than, you know, um, I think being out on the road every week, I, there are a lot of journalists, golf journalists that do that. And I have the most respect for them because, um, that takes a special kind of person to be able to have the wherewithal to do that. So, um, I think a lot of people, don't really realize what goes into being a sports journalist. A lot of people, I'm not the only one just because I'm in golf that travels, but traveling is a lot of fun, but it's a grind and um, you really have to love it. You have to have a passion for it because when you travel, it's not a vacation. Yeah. I, you do get to go to some cool destinations and I am 
eternally grateful to the tour for giving me that opportunity. But uh, you're working around the clock and you're by yourself a lot. You know, you form a little community with your coworkers out there, but um, it's not a vacation. Yep, exactly. <laughs> it's always work. It does not matter. It's fun, but it's always work when you're on the road. Um, Taryn, you know, exactly. you mentioned you were a tiger baby and Tiger Woods, I think, God, I had so much fun this last season watching his comeback because um, I think it was something that we didn't know if it was even going to happen. And I know that fans love that, and, and he is still such such a figure for the game of golf. But eventually there are going to have to be guys who also dry eye, draw eyes to the sport, and I know that some of these young guys are starting to do it. You have such different personalities in the way – Guys play the game like Bryson DeChambeau, and then you have a guy like Ricky Fowler and, um, and Jordan Spieth and these type of guys. Who will the next big golfer be? Well, I think that that's the key. I don't know if it will be mm-hmm. one person. I think that because of Tiger, the sport is the strongest that it's ever been. These these All these kids are also Tiger babies. They're inspired to play the game because of him. A lot of them are athletes that could have played other sports but chose golf because they watched Tiger Woods. And so um, I don't – I think that we will never see anyone like Tiger Woods ever again. I think that, you know, there's just a very few um, athletes that you get like that that truly transcend Mm -hmm. their sport. Tiger's one of them. Serena Williams is one of them. Michael Jordan. Like these people – are more than the sport that they play. So I think that that's a very rare thing. And like I said, I think that because of Tiger, we are going to have more than one star. These players are better than they've ever been. Even Tiger said that now. He, (laughs) this is a lot different than the competition that he (laughs) faced when he was in his prime. I mean, these guys are so good. And so I think that And you've already started to see that, um, you know, when Tiger was sidelined for a little while or toward the end, um, right before his comeback, you were starting to see how many different players were claiming that number one spot in the world, were winning the FedEx Cup. Um, These guys are all sharing that spotlight because they're all that good. Um, So I think that it's just going to be a collection of stars, like you mentioned. And um, it, I think that that's why it's so exciting now that you have just an endless amount of possibilities when you watch a golf tournament now, which isn't that way more fun than just knowing. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and you get to know so many more of those personalities, which um, I think is great. So good, good point. Yeah, definitely. They all ha- they're all approaching the game much differently than Tiger did. I mean, I think we're all used to um, just the intensity that he brought to the game um, when he was in his prime, and we've seen a different side of Tiger now um, in this here comeback, in that he's you know more friendly with not only his fans but his competitors too. Um, a lot of these guys, they all travel together. They're all friends. It's not. Um, just a dog-eat-dog world for them. They are um, all out there. When they get on the course, that's a different story, but um, it's it's a little bit different than the way Tiger approached it back in the day, which I think that makes it more fun. Well, Taryn, before we let you go, we want to ask a little bit about some of the work you do outside of sports. You have a cause that you fight for that is very close to your heart. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? 
Yeah, I um, do a lot of work for the Alzheimer's Association. It's like you said, a cause near and dear to my heart. I lost my grandfather to his more than 10 year battle with the disease um, about a little over two years ago now. So ever since then, um, I had the opportunity, I was approached by the Alzheimer's Association to work with them. Um, the most fulfilling thing that I've done in my career, I think that that's part of why we maybe all get yeah. into this, right, is to have a platform to be able to help and to give back. And so Alzheimer's is where I've channeled that. You know, I try and do other charity events as much as I can, but just having this personal tie-in experience um, and also the fact that there isn't a cure for Alzheimer's disease. I mean, at this point, we can't even um, really treat it very much or slow it down. So I think that... Um, if you're able to, as a sports journalist, find something like this that you are very passionate about, um, I think that that's the best thing that you can do with your platform and your career is to be able to do that. So I'm honored to help out the Alzheimer's Association. I'm a, the captain for the PGA nice. Tour um, walked in Alzheimer's so cool. team. I'm really proud of that. That's probably my uh, the title I'm most proud of. Um, that I have. And so it's just really cool to not only here in the Jacksonville community where I now live um, to give back, but then also just to kind of spread that message. And, you know, you'd be surprised how many sports fans just reach out to me every time I yeah. post about it on social media, that they have someone that they know that's going through it or that they lost to Alzheimer's. So um, it's just been really um, touching to get that sort of feedback from, from people outside of sports, outside of, you know, what I do in golf to have that personal connection and to know that, you know, we're here together and we're all in this together and we're going to help each other out. Well, wonderful cause. And I'm, I'm so glad we're, you know, this is part of our podcast, the, the part of it that we like to share the good word in sports. And I think sometimes, you know, people get mixed up in the negative parts of things. And so I, I appreciate you coming on and not only sharing your knowledge about the game of golf, which is extraordinary, um, but also just sharing a little bit about how you're using your platform to do better, to do bigger things in life. Um, so we really appreciate you coming on, Taryn. And where can people go to find you on social media? Because you have a great following. Well, thank you. Golf fans are the best. Yes, they really are. they're great. Um, they're great. So you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Taryn Gregson. And then I also have my own blog, TarynGregson.com, where um, I like to give people some insights not only into the sports business, but um, my life and what it takes to be in sports media. Well, I'm so excited for people to hear this too, because you're the first representative I guess you could say of the golf community yes. that we've had on our podcast so it's it's been so so great to hear your perspective and your knowledge of the sport is just so impressive oh well thank you I'm honored to be the first golf guest on your <laughs> podcast that's awesome thanks again Taryn and um best of luck to you this season and with all the tournaments coming up well thank you Kayla and Ella I appreciate you having me on well, I'm so glad that we were able to have her on our Beyond Basic podcast because she is she she almost reminds me of like how we are in terms of sports and and what our goals are and how we set our goals and how we achieve our goals. She's really had a a path where she's had to work hard to get to where she is, and right now she's definitely benefiting from it because what a cool job. 
such a cool job. It's so impressive. Her knowledge alone is so impressive. I don't think people understand how hard it is to do what she does and really be kind of a pioneer for women in golf because you don't see many women broadcasting golf. Right, right. Um, and, and she has a true, true, true passion for it, which is very admirable. And I related to her um, her story, I should say, because I am in that freelance yeah. part of my career right now and how much of a grind it is. And you'll have some weeks where you're getting the gigs and it's and things are going and then s- some weeks where it's just totally dead. And so I really related to her in that when you're just kind of trying to chip away, beg for those jobs and eventually it will amount to something bigger. And what's impressive is that you were mentioning there's not a ton of broadcasters that are women right now in golf. And she's not only doing that, but she's doing it in all capacities. So she's on the link. She's doing the PGA Tour live on, um, I know that you can catch that on like Facebook. I've actually seen it pop up. I think I've seen it on Twitter. It pop up on Twitter as well. Yeah, actually Twitter might be the one I'm talking about, but if you haven't checked it out, check it out. It's really cool. It's, it's on the spot. You can, you know, see what's going on right there. And she's the one doing all the, the commentating, the live commentating for it. And then she does all that in studio stuff on top of it. So she's really a jack of all trades um, when it comes to golf. And I think she's earned the respect of a lot of these players on tour. Definitely. And I, she's one of those people. I just can't wait to see where she goes because you know, it's only the beginning, even though she's accomplished so much. Um, So I'm very excited to, to follow her journey for sure. Well, For all those people out there who have a chance to follow us and rank us or rate us, I should say, uh, where can they go to do that? So if you're listening on iTunes right now, click that subscribe button. And then please, please, please feel free to leave us a rate or a review. We love hearing feedbacks. Also, feedback, excuse me. Also, I've noticed um, we've been receiving some emails. So our contact email is actually in the bio of our Instagram. It's beyondbasicpod at gmail.com. And people have been submitting emails requesting certain guests that they would like to hear from on the podcast. So please engage with us, do those things. On Instagram and Twitter, you can find us at beyondbasicpod. And we're always updating and announcing new guests and new content coming up. But okay, we're, we're booked through March right we're about bo- now. We're so booked through March. We've got we some good trucking along. We are. Absolutely. Um, I, I, ca- I caught myself saying ranking, you know, and I, I don't take that back because that's our mentality of sports. We want a five-star ranking just like those recruits. So give us the five-star people, okay? Um, thanks for everybody who tuned in this week to episode 11. I hope you enjoyed our guest. And we look forward to hearing from you guys next week.